I mean, Asian artists and designers, which is we need to find uh, the elements in our own culture. I think Anta General are doing a really good job at this, not only using the Asian elements on the surface, um, but also uh, creating the story behind it, like a movie. You can feel it when you uh, listen to his music. I feel like you work in the old time Asian street, got yourself into a samurai's fight. You know, that thing. He dropped drop school and never in a traditional music education system. I think it takes a lot of courage and hard work, of course. His work already uh, proved he, that he got his own way and doing totally fine. You're listening to Club Management. I'm your host, Shannon Dawson. Make sure you listen back to all the shows on soundcloud.com slash clubmanagement1. You can also find us on mixcloud.com slash clubmanagement1, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. We're everywhere, so make sure you're listening. And this is the seventh episode. Crazy to think about. And, you know, with the new year slowly approaching, I... I just really wanted to challenge myself this year by breaking out of my shell and trying new things um, and also doing things that scare the crap out of me. You know, I think it's super important because I believe that in my past, I wasn't so quick to take chances. I never wanted to stand outside of the pack. I felt comfortable in my little zone or you know, doing things a certain way. Um, so I just really want to change the way that I'm thinking. Um, also just, I don't know. I had this thing where I really felt like if I was underneath the wing of someone who I thought could lead, I would be in a better position, but I'm realizing that I am a leader in my own way. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to keep doing it my own way. (laughs) So, um, so that's my new year resolution is to just keep challenging myself, whether that means organizing more events to support artists that I really love, um, doing these fantastic radio shows where I tell the stories of people who I think are really bringing change to the industry or going out and meeting more people through music. So DJing, traveling around, going to different events. It's really my calling and I'm just trying to follow it this year. Uh, In the beginning of the show, though, you heard the voice of a man by the name of James Lee. He's an artist and event curator living in Chongqing, and he was talking about the importance of anti-general. Well, who is anti-general? Let's start by examining this question first. Dark Trap. What is it? What do you see when you hear the name? It's a genre, of course, but its ominous, brash bass and eerie soundscape has grown to touch the ears of so many. I personally love throwing a few slow dark trap songs during a warm-up or as a cool-down portion of a set. But when did the crave for the seemingly gritty and shadow-like genre begin? No one's quite sure. Some think it appeared in the early 2000s during the rise of trap. It gains much of its influence from the genre with its subdivided hi-hats, layered kick drums, and syncopated rhythms. 
makes the genre so luring is its dark ambiance and sometimes its lyrical content, often filled with melancholy. Gameface and Visic are two producers that come to mind whose productions are drowned in this subgenre's sound. In China, though, producer Anti General is literally carving out his own lane within the dark trap subgenre. His production is clean, and he often borrows and blends sounds from around the world, mixing Arabian flutes, African drums, and traditional Chinese and Japanese instruments. The producer has quite a unique story, too, gaining his call to viral fame after his appearance on the Chinese reality TV show Rave Now, or Jika Dian Ying, in 2018. It was a competition where electronic music producers battled it out for the chance to win a spot at the infamous Tomorrowland Music Festival. Celebrity producer Alan Walker was even featured as a judge on the show. Now, Anti General is touring around China, performing his material and making fans dance with a number of EPs under his belt. Anti carved out some time for me in his busy schedule to talk about his production, his recent experience performing at the famous Amsterdam dance event, and the creation of his new EP that's on the way. seem like a very happy guy every time I talk to you or every time I've met you in person. <laughs> so it, it's, yeah, it's really interesting to hear the difference between how you are like as a person and then your music, which oftentimes tends to be very, very dark. So I'm wondering where do you get this darkness from? I don't know as as well, I think I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, sometimes like uh, uh, sometimes the music is um my like another personality. I think in another world, it's a way of my uh, express my imaginations of things and uh, mm. all uh, my expression of arts, all kinds of stuff. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's great, what's really interesting about your music is that. You can hear all different kinds and parts of the world. So when I listen to your tracks, I hear Africa. I hear um, Arabian influences. Obviously, I hear a lot of Chinese influence with these like yes. traditional Chinese instruments. Um, how? What's your What's your process like when you create tracks? How are you blending all these worldly sounds together? How do you do it? Usually, it starts with a sample. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for most of my Indian influenced tracks, they are more more sort of beginning with a vocal sample, usually with some like a uh, uh, Indian traditional songs. Mm. So I start with a sample and try to develop the whole story, the uh, song from the sample. Usually the sample has some religious background, so I can like Google some background information and get to know about those stories, those myths, and to generate my song from that thing. Yeah, like uh, for other music, for like uh, like Chinese traditional music with some Chinese traditional instruments, I would like to like uh, get to know about the uh, instruments. And I would like to watch a lot of um, Chinese or um, Chinese old films, like some Kung Fu films, mm. to know how they would like to compose their music. In a very 
old-fashioned way. So, but I pretty much like it. Yeah, and I can hear that. You mentioned something. Yeah. You mentioned something really interesting, though, about this religious aspect to your music, which I can hear as well.、Um, when you say religious, are are you personally religious, or you just kind of like this idea of the、uh, what what religion, I guess, would bring out in your music, or what do you mean when you say that? Yeah, I just kind of like the concept that the religion brings to us.、Mm-hmm. I'm not a religious person, but I think that sometimes some idea, some ideologies that contained in the、uh, those religions are can do good to people's life. I think、mm-hmm. I can like catch some of them, some of them which I think is good for me and for other people, and trying to spread this kind of idea. To everybody else,、mm. and that's really great, right? Because music is religion for a lot of people, so it, that would make a lot、yes. of sense.、Um, but you know what I like to do on this show? I like to kind of find out the backstory of artists. And what I know about you is that would you say that this show Rave Now? You were contestant on this show called Rave Now. Would you say that、yes. that this show changed your life in a big way? The show is basically like、uh, a lot of people trying to make a competition on electronic music and also on DJ, and it's not like a very professional. Thing I think, but it's kind. It's trying its best to tell the、uh, the majority of the common audiences to let them know what the electronic music is. I think,、mm. and and obvious, obviously, it has changed my life in a very large extent. Though I'm not doing anything different right now, I got a lot of new opportunities to do course field collaborations,、mm. and I have more opportunities to do commercial stuffs to help, like make my life better,、yeah. so I can have more money and more time to do what I really like. That I know that's always the best thing. Now this show Rave、yeah. Now was it only for producers or it was for like all the new stars or new new people looking to get into the industry? What did you need to do to get onto this show?、Mm, usually it's like、uh, there are many. There basically two ways. I think one one of them is they, the the crews the crews of the TV TV shows gonna try to、uh, reach out to find you. And the other way is you try to submit your personal like、uh, profile to them, and they will see if they are, you are suitable for their shows. Usually, they are seeking for people with production skills as well as DJing skills, or you can do any sort of like a、uh, live performance that would be okay too.、Mm, okay, so you were kind of like already cooking up tracks, and they somehow found you, and then. Yeah, you found yeah. yourself <laughs> on this really cool show.、Um, <laughs> yeah. When you were on the show, though, there was a lot of people looking at you, and you now, and you became somewhat of a viral star. Because let me tell you, when I walk into some <laughs> big commercial clubs, I always hear your m- music being played by DJs. <laughs> so. Already.、Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Seriously. 
So <laughs> did you feel like nervous when this when this fame started to come on for you or were you prepared for it? Actually, I'm kind of bit prepared for it because before the show, I'm already kind of doing some touring around the world, around the country, I think. And so I basically have some sort of like a performance experiences and I have uh, the experience to uh, face the crowd. So mm-hmm. I'm a little bit okay, but some, some afterwards, after or after the after the show, the situation has definitely like uh, changed a little bit everything becomes much more popular and uh, you are facing a lot more crowds yeah it's it will bring you a little bit more nervous for sure <laughs> i think yeah yeah that's true i mean yeah i've seen the amounts of people that come out to your shows and even when we had you perform at cream that was so much fun um that <laughs> show was really really great um, yeah, thank you. Of course. And also what's really great about you is you seem to be one of the first producers and Chinese producers that have kind of managed to carve out this own lane for yourself with this dark trap sound. You won the runner-up of the International Dark Trap Competition on YouTube. Uh, tell us about this award and why it's so important to you. Yeah, because like... Uh... Dark trap is the kind of music style that that has influenced me and tries to keep me on the track of the music production. It's the things that I like most, and I'm always pursuing. And so, mm, this is my like uh, it's look more uh, spiritual thing for me. And uh, usually, as a Chinese artist, it's hard for us to like. Uh, mm, to how do you say to to show show our abilities internationally because uh, due to all kinds of stuff you know That's so cool. yeah yeah so it's really hard for Chinese artists to get known internationally mm-hmm. and so having this awards in the duck trap contest means I have like uh, showed everybody else in the world that Chinese producers can be good and they can make real cool stuff and they can make real cool but also very like not commercial or not like uh, not very generic stuff no it's because duck trap is very unique it's minority but still somebody in china is doing that so it Mm. should be like a very impressive thing i think yeah i agree um and i that's so funny that you mentioned that um you, you kind of answered the question that I was going to bring up, which is why. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think, um, and I want to talk about ADE um, next, but I think what's so important for you in, in this particular situation with the award and going to ADE is that, yeah, you actually got to show what you could do on a global scale. And unfortunately, like even me, like growing up in America, I never really saw a lot of Asian artists 
in the music industry growing up and now things are kind of changing right like you have you know some k-pop artists that are becoming big you've got um howie lee who's a great producer mike gal you um so things are changing and i'm so happy that you you were thinking the same way that you really want to be a part of that change which is super cool um uh who actually who were some of your favorite producers i'm interested to know uh it should definitely be game face mm, yeah <laughs> who you had a track with too the person that uh, brings me and uh, like uh, influenced me and also encourages me to keep doing what I'm currently doing right now and stick to the current style mm, of course that's really really cool um so let's talk about ADE Amsterdam dance event okay you just actually you just came back not too long ago um yes how was this for you that had to have been crazy yeah Oh, it's, it's definitely crazy. The the whole city kind of impressed me a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, though the, a lot of audiences come to my show are Chinese people, but uh, uh, the the vibe here, the vibe there is totally like uh, very like uh, relaxed and chill, and everybody is like high. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's what my, my my opinions of uh, Amsterdam. That's really cool. What kind of can you describe what your set was like for ADE? What kind of music did you play? Obviously your stuff, but I'm sure you mixed some other things in there too. Yeah. Yeah, I I mixed a lot of like Asian stuff, like uh, Japanese stuff and Chinese stuff, mm. and mostly I would like to introduce the the people in the Europe to know. A lot more Asian cultures, so I try to uh, incorporate a lot of more that kind of elements into my set. Mm, really, really cool. Yeah. Um, what kind of gear are you using to produce this this great sound, the great sound of yours? With what? What would you, if you could uh, paint a picture of what your studio setup looks like? What would it be? Uh, it's just a PC and two monitors, a sound card, and a MIDI keyboard. That's it. What? Are you serious? Yes, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that sounds... All of my sounds are generated in a software. Yeah. Whoa. And it sounds great. Your All of your tracks tend to have this really, like big bassy these interesting like eclectic sounds i want to go over some of these tracks with you um i really am a big fan of that uh billy eilish redark edit of bury a friend that you made and you (laughs) you dropped that a couple what was that uh, last month or was it it was pretty recently that you dropped that 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that song, it's just got this very eerie, creepy vibe to it. But it's you. <laughs> what you did was you like pitched up her voice so it sounded kind of strange, and it's got a really great trap vibe to it, which I appreciate. Um, yeah, I really like that. Um, Thank you. And then, oh my God, uh, don't make fun of me if I'm saying this r- wrong, but <laughs> this is going to show my Mandarin skills. Um, I really love But um, I love this song, and it's this really like bouncy. Uh, it gives you like this really bouncy feel, but also you hear those traditional sounds, those traditional kind of um, Chinese or maybe even Japanese instruments. Japanese,、um, yes, Japanese yeah. instrument, instruments. Yeah, tell us the story behind this track.、Uh, actually, I start with a vocal sample.、Mm-hmm. I found that vocal sample in contact the scene. Female vocal in the background,、mm-hmm. you hear it. It's, it kind of give me the inspiration of making this track, and then I started creating a melody over it. And、uh, I use a soft、uh, VST named Sakula. It's a like a, it's a VST in FL Studio,、mm. and it it generates a lots of like a、uh, Asian sound and really very creepy. And I kind of like it, and I kind of sort of EQ it and make some distortion, and and then、um, make the melody over this.、Mm. And afterwards, I put some drum kick. It's、uh, more like a loop drum kit. It, there's not much of a variation in the drum patterns.、Mm-hmm. It's just simple and loopy, you know. And this track was originally created to for a rapper in China. Uh, named Tabout, I, I really like her because in her music you can see a lot of stories like as well,、mm. and that's what I'm doing. Yeah, so yeah, I was originally creating a making a beat for her, and uh, uh, later I made a VIP version of the instrumental version, and so it goes just popular. Really nice, yeah. This is a popular tune of yours.、Um, I'm interested to also know about、uh, your song "Enemy" with.、Uh, forgive me if I'm saying it wrong again. Is it Roita and Ikini Jean? Yes, yes, yes. This track is really sweet. It is、uh, obviously this. It has this dark trap element, but.、Um, The the vocalist's voice is just so sweet and really just shines through on this track.、Um, how did you put this song together? Yes,、uh, those two vocals are kind、uh, are actually two of the、uh, competitors I met on the show. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But、uh, you know, the show requires、uh, if you are a producer, if you cannot sing a song, you need to find a partner to sing the song for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> you yeah, it's a good opportunity to meet meet all the people and to find more like、uh, cool singers. I 
producers though and uh, so uh, after the show I think I need to have a collab with them because I, I find them very like uh, attractive for me on the show their voice is so unique mm -hmm. and so we like uh, make up a connection and after the show the Ryota came to me and said if I'm uh, I'm available to make a beat for, with him and he sent me the demo and it begins with a, a love story I, I kind of like the concept but I feel like uh, I need to find another female vocal to make this uh, sound more like uh, more um, more together you know what I'm saying yeah mm. so I just uh, invite and Jean came to the to our uh, group so uh, we made this whole song all together sounds really great too man um oh i just lost my train of thought i had another question for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh here what it, here's what it was two days ago you were oh you had me laughing so hard the other day when i was on your soundcloud it was two days ago uh for halloween you released <laughs> this track called <laughs> The most terrifying music of all time. <laughs> and yo, I had to like stop everything and I just fell out because that is the most horrifying sound of all time, which is your alarm. The back, you know the background of craziness building? No, tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the other day, uh, uh, like uh, uh, four of our friends and uh, including me are in Amsterdam. We're just like a, like maybe in one a.m. or two a.m. <laughs> we're in uh, McDonald's. Mm -hmm. We're just uh, kind of walking to to uh, to hard and getting tired and have a risk there. Mm. And so, all of a sudden. Uh, one of my friends phone ring, rings mm -hmm. and uh, the alarm sound just came out <laughs> burst and uh, literally all the people in the McDonald's <laughs> kind of get terrified <laughs> and all the people just <laughs> turn their head towards us like oh, what the fuck's going on man <laughs> like, like that you know what I'm saying yeah and at that time I was thinking hey what if I make a make a sound using the tune of this uh, iPhone alarm it should be probably the most terrifying track of the all board <laughs> so, yeah yeah I just tried it yeah that is that's one of the most terrifying things ever so yes you have a new EP that is going to come out very, very soon. Um, can you tell us about what kind of sounds you're cooking up for this new EP? Uh, it's more about the the more terrifying Ooh. or like a horror movie scoring kind of stuff. I'm creating some very like horrifying uh, vibes 
and uh, creating a lots of sound design. It's a little bit of experimental elements in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and would you say this is a bit different than some of your last EPs and last projects, or? Oh yeah, it's gonna be like a lot, a lots of difference between yeah. And how how many tracks can we expect to hear on this? Uh, four tracks currently. Had a piece of advice to give to other kids who would really love to do what you're doing now, so producing and traveling around the world, DJing. What kind of advice would you give them? I think the the most important thing is to find your personal style、mm. and to build it, like to create your own trend, not always to follow the others. Like、uh, I'm influenced with Dark Trap, but my music is not like the original, traditional Dark Trap kind of stuff. I usually like incorporate some kind of Dark Trap elements、mm. and mix it with some other music style. So make everything sounds like、uh, different, but feel like、uh, have some connection with each other. One more thing before I let you go. What I really love about your music, and it's really interesting that like your music has these really slow builds. So maybe you start out with some sort of interesting,、uh, like very slow intro with these great sounds, and then you've got the this part where something just drops into a really dope. Kind of trap-inspired beat, and then it goes back down into this really elegant, just slow, creepy vibe. And I love those ups and downs in your songs. I think that's really special, and you don't hear that a lot. You don't hear that often. Yeah, because、uh, like the contradiction in a job、mm. is what I'm always、uh, trying to emphasize in my trap. I love that. Okay, well, how do people find Anti General if they want to、uh, learn more about your music? Where do they find you? Hey, they can check my music if you are there in China. They can check my music on NetEase, like Wang Yiyun,、mm-hmm. NetEase Cloud Music. Also, some of them are also on QQ Music. Okay. Yes, and、uh, all of my shows and new releases will be posted on Weibo as well. Yay! Yes, we will make sure、yeah. that we're following you everywhere. Hey, man! Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy, really cool schedule to like talk to <laughs> me. I really feel happy about that. <laughs>、uh, my I can get 'em both. I don't want.
You're listening to Club Management. I'm Shannon. We're coming out of the interview with me and Auntie General. Uh, this is Auntie General's remix of Bodak Yellow. Really dark and gritty, and the bass just bangs. I love it. Um, and I think it's important to really reflect for a moment on that part of the interview where Auntie was talking about being a part of that change, right? Wanting to show his talent on a global scale. Um, and I just can't wait to see what will happen for him because that is really important. I just love that we're we're in a in a space right now in music where we're seeing the talents of everyone, regardless of who you are, where you're from around the globe. If you've got talent, you got talent, and that's the only thing that should speak. Um, and I'm really, really excited to see where Auntie ends up next. Well, that is it for the show. Make sure you're following me on Instagram, though, at oh yeah girl. That's O-H underscore Y-A underscore girl. And I've got a Twitter now. I should have told you that last show. <laughs> but if you have Twitter, my Twitter is at Shannon1DJ. You can follow me on there, too. Of course, as always, listen back to all seven shows on SoundCloud.com slash Club Management One, MixCloud.com slash Club Management One, or on Stitcher, Google, Spotify, and the TuneIn app. Until next time, peace, love, God bless. I know they